Good evening, folks. Hi, everyone. Happy Pride. Be Pride. We have to say that. We have to. Yes. It's amazing. Um, so tonight's kind of interesting because it's a little different than some of the things that we've done before. And James and I really wanted to end the season on like a hopeful note and maybe have some hope. Uh, we wanted to celebrate having the conversation about LGBTQ Amish and Anabaptists and plain people. So, hey, everyone. Um, what better way to do that than, than by having somebody who is a queer youth identifies as queer as my co-host? Since, unfortunately, James's work schedule did not allow him to be here, but he is with us in spirit. Absolutely. Uh, we actually were, we came to the attention of John Tell because one of our previous guests, Chris, attended a Pride event where John Tell spoke, and it was really amazing. And so we thought we wanted to do a live Q&A, and we would begin with John Tell introducing himself and recapping some of the Pride speech and maybe talking about what it's like living in Lancaster, which is the Rome capital of the Amish world and i give it to you yes um i'm john tell toland uh i currently live in lancaster city in lancaster county pennsylvania um i am a born and raised pennsylvanian i love this commonwealth despite all of its faults um this is the place i call home and it's very special to me despite the fact that where i currently live um Hear a little bit of an echo. Is that right? You hear? Yeah, I hear something. Something's yeah. wrong here. Usually, it's the Amish having the technology problems. I'm gonna let you know that right now. Yes. <laughs> okay. Say something. How do I sound now? Well, that sounded better. It sounds like a little bit less of a. Let me just check my settings. Do I sound any better? Oh, yes. That sounds much better. Okay. All right. All right. Um, so, yeah, uh, I came to Lancaster um, really for the eclectic mix of urban, rural, um, blue-red, everything. You have a nice, diverse mixture of um, things. Uh I really didn't, there's a lot of things that happened last year, um, right? Uh, 
George Floyd, Black Lives Matter movement, things like that. I got thrown into it, sucked in, and just opened up my eyes to a whole world of injustices that I really largely didn't have the time or resources to think about. Um, and here we are now, uh, and the connection that we made through Lit is Pride. Um, this summer has been a summer that's eye-opening. We're still at the beginning. And, you know, it's the start where Pride Month, lots of parties, lots of things going on. Um, but we were reminded that, as I said, Pride is protest. Um, and the Lidditz event specifically came about through protest. Um, there was an individual who happens to be an ally of the LGBTQ community. Um, <laughs> hi, Chris. How you doing? Um, they had their, uh, pride flag taken, uh, stolen, slashed a few times. And when the individual Kate went forward with it, um, the community rallied behind her. So it shows that despite the fact that we have, um, tons of hateful people still surrounding us, especially here in, um, the Northern world, especially in the Northern which happens to be heavily Mennonite, um, a lot of bigotry, a lot of racism, a lot of Amish. Um, there are varying different degrees of thoughts, but we did see that there are a number of LGBTQ plus or allies that rallied behind us and showed love. And um, it was extremely important. It was very special and heartwarming for me. I laughed, I cried, I made a, tons of connections and came to realize that um, I know that there's a lot of work to be done here, but I kind of felt alone in feeling that way for the most part. And um, sharing my opinions and thoughts with my fellow community members up there in the literary area made me realize that we can really pull our resources together and do some great things. A again, I'm a very optimistic person, and I think that um, despite all of our shortcomings and the stacks that are uh, against us, the odds that are stacked against us, um, we do have the opportunity to make some progress um, through coming together. That is a very important thing to talk about, how the pride community, not even just the pride, but the, the queer community, the LGBTQ plus community rallies behind each other and supports each other, especially when there's acts of like vandalism, hatred, um, when people get attacked or even just all of those things. That's really important because nobody deserves to feel alone. That's it right there. Nobody deserves <laughs> to feel alone. Yes. And I'm going to say it louder for the ones in the back. Nobody deserves to feel alone. And being LGBTQ in an area where you are persecuted for simply existing, where people are forced to remain in the closet against their own wishes, makes you feel alone. Mm -hmm. So thank you for bringing up the feeling alone part. I didn't even think about that. I completely understand. Um... It's the isolation that's a part of it, too, not even just standing up for yourself, standing up for yourself in a place where the, you're the only person standing up for yourself is doubly isolating and can make you 
within our community, we suffer astronomical rates of depression, anxiety, suicide, everything because of the things that are stacked against us. And that isolation from being in a rural area combined with the stereotypes, the stigmatism from being in um, a, a Christian environment, uh, an Amish environment, a Mennonite environment, um, can really have devastating effects on how you view yourself or um, finding a, a route towards liberation or an, a, a route towards um, community, meaning someone else like you that you can feel, not feel alone, you know? Um, but this is, this is what we're here for. This is what this is all about, sharing connections. And um, a lot of times just talking about things and talking about our shared experiences really does help the healing right. part of things. So. It really does. Mm. Just knowing you're not alone. So I'm here to tell you, you're not alone. That's, that's a fact. You're not the yes. only one. And I, I actually have a question, like, have you ever seen or heard of, like, LGBTQ Amish before, like, the Lidditz Pride? Um, vaguely. There's a, being here in Lancaster, Lancaster City, whether you're Lancaster City, which is very densely urban, or Lancaster County, um, which is suburban and rural, um, you can't escape Amish life in some capacity. Right. Um, so especially last year, <laughs> last year with the whole, you know, Black Lives Matter was at the center of things, but there were all kinds of different movements that sparked up of injustices in general. So there were different protests. Um, one was, I think, at Lancaster Bible College that really kind of put things into perspective for me. And by way of that incident, I came across a few people. Uh, it really was. It really was. Um, I've come across people that have shared their experiences of growing up um, in certain environments and still, even though that's several years in their past, they're still having a hard time, whatever normal is, but being a part of actual society or, or shedding away those things that they've had a hard time like um getting to a point of real freedom if you understand um so that's my experience um just from observation or having a slight brush with those um uh with people that have had those experiences but that's about it yeah so it's kind of like like you said you can't escape like the Amish around you but I have a question because personally, I believe that my Amish community was communities. I lived in five different communities, but I believe that they were extremely racist. Do you think that is a true statement? <laughs> it's hard to, it's, it's very complicated to explain because I was born in Chester County, County right next door. And I lived there till I was 13. So on the western fringes of Chester County, which borders Lancaster County, you do have an Amish community there. So from the time I can remember, I've had interactions with Amish folk. And to be uh, any kind of 
Christian, I mean, you're supposed to be good to other people and, and love thy neighbor. So on the surface, someone can smile and say hello because you say hello. They can say hello back. It doesn't mean that they're not racist. Um, but I never had an in-depth conversation to gauge their way of thinking to know um, their actual thoughts about a person of color like myself. So I can't dive deep to say outright if I think they're racist, but I will say that I've heard stories of things that are problematic that are very racist in nature. But I won't go out and say, through my experience personally, that, yeah, I would say that. It's a lot of unconscious biases that really fester and perpetuate generation after generation. Um, yeah. And because yeah. they're so isolated. Those biases never get challenged. And you know, fester, my point. Yeah. My point in bringing that up is actually I have a purpose. So my point in bringing that up is that there are some communities, like I know for, for sure, like Amish and Mennonite communities, there are some of them that adopt children that are black and brown. And some of those children might actually I didn't be know. LGBTQ. You didn't know that? Um, one brave soul actually shared some of her story on one of my past live streams. It was a while ago. I will absolutely send you that if you would like. But yes, that truly does happen. And it's my belief that some of those children also probably are LGBTQ. And the bias that they face, like the unconscious bias, like Linda said, thank you so much, Linda. I really appreciate your support. And you too, Chris, both of you. I really love you guys. But what Chris is talking about, refuse to marry them as adults. like. It, there's a social structure within the communities. And so when, you know, they adopt these black and brown children, some communities may even refuse to allow them to marry somebody because interracial marriage could be a sin in their eyes. Yeah. So. I mean. It affects. I just the fact of that I've never experienced a black Amish person ever kind of speaks for itself. I mean, we know there's countries and communities that are pretty homogenous just by nature, yeah. but but this is different. Um, and I've never really it didn't really click until you've explained this to me, which never crossed my mind. And I've come across um I like to study populations and demographics of people, how they're different from other populations and regions and all that. So I've done a lot of research on different groups that are in countries that the mainstream doesn't really touch on or think about, you know, like blacks in Mexico, whatever, I don't know, anything. But I've never, it's never, ever crossed my mind that there could be a black Amish person. That's very telling in itself. Yeah. I can't imagine what someone in that situation goes through. I really can't either. And I really want to give them hope. If they're listening, I want to give them something to hope for in the future. To know that they have a voice. 
that they're allowed to use their voice, that they're allowed to go to a safe space. You don't have to stay within your community if that community is not safe for you. That's right. You're not going to hell if you're gay. You're not going to hell if you're queer. Period. So there's that. But there are people out here who will help you. There are resources out here who will, uh, literally, all you have to do is reach out and, and they will help you get out of that situation that you're in. And That's right. we're having the conversations now, right? We're going to have yeah. these conversations. <laughs> yes. And we're going to continue having these conversations until right. at every pride event, there is somebody there representing plain rainbows Yes. Ooh. Yes, Chris. Being taught to hate yourself or something is wrong with you or less than. Yeah. If you're in that space, you're in that situation, you can get out. There is help. Um, there's organizations like PFLAG. There's organizations like the Trevor Project. There's GLAD. There's a lot of organizations available, sometimes locally in the state that you're in. You might be able to have resources there. If you ever need help finding resources, please contact some of us, somebody in the comments. We will help you find resources. I know that being in a rural environment or an isolating environment can be very tricky and very hard um but just keeping the mindset of the fact that there's billions of people on this earth and the likelihood um is very probable that someone else thinks like you and is feeling the exact same way and is in the exact same situation so whatever no matter how hard the situation is, do not give up and keep thinking that thought. I'm not the only one that's going through this. And someday I'm going to get out of here and find those people. I'm really big on you choose your family. Um, a lot of us have um, been excommunicated or um, not had the privilege of being loved by their blood family. Um, but family again is who you choose just like your uh home is where your heart is so you can go anywhere on this earth and feel at home you can be with anyone and and feel at home it's not about where you are um so it's not about who the person is what they look like um how they sound it's about the heart it's about um if they're going through the same things as you um these kind of things are Hating human things. Uh, and some people will hate, but there's a lot more other people who will love. This is true. Yep. And so for us, like a lot of us, some of us may be excommunicated. Some of us may be shunned. I personally was shunned. I've been shunned. I've been put in the bond for 17 years and hmm, two months. I so there's that, but I promise you there's life after that. You can have a life after that, a life, you can have a family, you can have a space for you where you feel safe, where you're able to be yourself without fear of judgment and without fear of going to hell. 
And I think we should open the floor for questions from the viewers. Okay. If y'all have questions, please ask them now. If they want to. <laughs> I know Chris got something to say. Chris always has something to say. I love you, Chris. Or maybe not. Chris is awesome. I love Chris so much. And you know how wonderful is it? So I have went to a, I personally would never live in Pennsylvania again. Let me tell you how, how I really feel about Pennsylvania. <laughs> I would never live there again. It feels oppressing to walk in there. It feels so oppressing. I feel like I can't breathe. I guess it's 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 a it's an acquired taste. <laughs> well, that's not my taste anymore. I'm cool. I I I do not blame you. I completely understand. Um, I don't know why my taste buds are set this way. <laughs> now, and your mountains are not big enough. I'm gonna tell you that right now. They're not big enough. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. I can see these mountains I can tolerate. It makes me feel like big. So I know if I'm if I go out west, I'm gonna be like really intimidated. I went up I went to upstate New York, like near uh the Catskills and saw those mountains and I was blown away. So like this yeah, I, yeah. I'm okay with Pennsylvania mountains. Oh my god. Oh my god, that is a wonderful yes. question, Parker. Yes. So Parker, let me tell you what we're gonna do. What's up, Parker? Hey, Parker. Um, this is what <laughs> we're going to do is we're, we're actually going to create a PDF that will be available on the website of the Misfit Amish. And people can download it, print it, and, the, and put it in public spaces that Amish people frequent. Because we all know they go out in public, right? You know, even if it's in a gas station bathroom, who cares? Or even like business cards, something like that, just to communicate them to them that there is safe, there are safe spaces and that there are people that will help them who understand the culture and that we are here for them and they're not alone. And so that is a goal that is a project that is in the works. It's going to get there eventually, eventually. So hopefully whenever Lancaster has their pride, somebody will represent plain rainbows there and even hand out business cards or something like that because the other thing is is what if they're um they have drivers and so if their drivers know about plain rainbows and they're able to give them that contact information what would that do so yes yes that's the plan thank you so much for asking that question i appreciate it chris we're not even talking no more <laughs> Yeah, we've already discussed the We've already discussed the mountains are not big enough. You know, I like my mountains bigger. It's okay. Yeah. I ain't mad at you. Well, um, I, I've went a few places. I think I've visited like 11 different countries. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I've got to get out of here at some point. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, you know, everybody has a fight or flight response, but sometimes, you know, you got to do what's right for you. That's right. Uh, 
that's right. We're going to try to get the information out to them so that they can, you know, know that there are people that will help them. Chris is going to wear a shirt. Are you going to take pictures this time? You're going to take pictures. That's the question. <laughs> yes. And Parker says, working on it, coming out day is around the corner. That's right. That's I'm excited. right. I'm really excited for that. Coming out day. Um, you want to explain what coming out day is to some of our listeners who may not know what that is? Yeah, so it's the celebration. It's National Coming Out Day, um, which, you know, I came out when I was 12, and I wish I had known about having a day for celebrating people coming out the closet. Um, a few years ago, I had heard about a National Coming Out Day festival in Philly. And going, um, for me, it changed my world. Um, there's a lot of information that is really encouraging for people that uh, are new to this whole thing. That's the best way I could put it. Uh, right. It's very encouraging, um, and there are so many people who are still in the closet or who um, really have not had the space, chance, opportunity, leisure um, to sit and think or understand how they see the world or who they actually are. And uh, being able to be in an environment where you can openly think for a second about these kinds of things um, is very helpful. Yeah. It's very helpful because it gives you the ability to actually figure out who you are and embrace who you are rather than sitting there and hating yourself for being different or for not being or conforming to the very strict gender roles that society and maybe your community has dictated for you to have that's true thank you so much but yeah hey. coming do you remember what day it is because i can never remember what day coming out day is because i'm awful with dates sometimes i'm bad to parker do you know <laughs> tell me about parker who's parker so parker is an awesome guy um from philly uh came out here and just really like immediately just started doing really great things and i'm really excited for uh what he's got in store um he is a huge and huge advocate for our community um and he helped throw uh lit its pride together with uh, Kate and Rebecca, two other amazing people. Um, and yeah, I, I look forward to uh, helping uh, Parker with anything that he needs as far as um, helping bring together this community and providing the proper uh, resources to people, especially in Northern and Southern Lancaster County that are a part of the LGBT plus community that don't have the resources that they need, as well as people within here, within the city of Lancaster. Um, yeah, I thought it was the 10th, so I didn't want to sound, you know, 
Okay, it's, it's October, October 10th. 11th. 11th. Uh, yeah. October 11th. That's the final, <laughs> final results that we have. Oh, and yes. Uh, by the way, Parker is a trans man. Um, hey. Very, very powerful, <laughs> very powerful individual. Um, who I feel is going to really make a lot of changes around here. It's it. I'm. I have. I can't even um, gush about him enough because the past we were talking about feeling alone and isolated right in the past uh several months i personally have felt that way like we've kind of regressed um with progress here in our county and parker is basically a breath of fresh air um so i'm really excited for things that are going to come well that is freaking amazing thank you parker thank you so much and here we have another comment. We are bringing change to Lancaster County. LGBTQ plus acceptance must come to the area. You know, I always say this is we will rise together, but we will rise from the ashes of the fires they burned us with. I don't even know if that's a quote by somebody, but that's like my thing. It's like, yeah, we're going to do it together. Yes. We will raise our voices. We will elevate the voices of those who have stories to tell. We will elevate those voices in a way that they feel safe. And whether that's people who want to write under a pseudonym or people, a pen name, um, people who want to openly come share their stories, that's okay. Whichever way it is that makes you feel safest. Right. Aww. That's fantastic. Thank you, Linda. We need people like you. But yeah, um, I actually, we're about to end this, but I have a statement to read from James. So who wants to hear from James? Anyone? Yeah. Happy Pride to all the plain rainbows out there from Detroit. This has been an especially special Pride Month with the launch of our podcast, Plain Rainbows, LGBTQ, Amish, and Anabaptist Stories with my co-host, Mary Byler. This is the first time that LGBTQ, Amish, and Anabaptist issues have been discussed publicly, and it's been over 50 years since Stonewall, so it's obviously overdue. There have been gay, lesbian, bisexual, and transgender people in the Anabaptist di diaspora since its inception, but until now, we have been shunned and silenced and oppressed and persecuted. No more. Today, we formally announce the birth of the Amish and Anabaptist LGBTQ rights movement. We hereby declare our collective solidarity with our brothers and sisters in Mennonite and Plain communities and announce to the world, we are here, plain and queer. We condemn the Old Order Amish Church and others in Anabaptist communities who continue to violate our human rights, silence us, and separate families. We condemn the ongoing physical, emotional, and sexual abuse perpetuated daily in Amish and Anabaptist communities in America and around the world, unchecked. We call upon all the victims of abuse to directly contact law enforcement and bypass the church. We call upon all Amish 
Mennonite and Plain Ministries to marry same-sex couples if requested to do so and to find a spiritual path to loving acceptance of us. The Amish church state today mirrors the Catholic church it once supposed. Instead of a beacon of freedom, the Amish church is a business and multi-million dollar tourism industry. The truth is the Amish church could not be further from our forefathers' spiritual principles and ideals. As more and more of us leave the church to obtain our freedom, we individually hold a personal responsibility to those we have left behind in a fear-based, fundamentalist, spiritually barren environment held hostage by bishops and ministries playing God. No more. No more. Today, we announce the Plain Rainbows Movement to celebrate the authenticity of LGBTQ Amish and Anabaptists worldwide and our mission to uplift and support each other collectively against homophobia, hate, prejudice, and ignorance. Thank you for your support, and thank you to all of our beautiful guests for stepping forward in our hour of need. Happy Pride, Reverend James Schwartz. And thank you, James. Thank you, James. I literally could not have done this without James. James did so much for this project. James supported me through this project. James organized all of my calendar stuff I needed. James was the perfect office goddess. And just everything. Thank you, James. That and is so awesome. No more. I echo his sentiment. No more. And before we close out, do you have any parting thoughts that you would give to any currently Amish and Plain and Anabaptist LGBTQ people? Yeah. Um, I come from generations of warriors, and there are many, 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 many others like us across the world and a lot of people are waking up to injustices and it's not just black people it's everyone and there are a lot of people out there that will fight for you and make you feel whole and validated if you cannot seek them out trust that we will find you some way we will you might see rainbows shooting up from the sky and say, oh my God, that's a pride celebration. I need to go. Which means you might see a flyer on Facebook or something um, and know that there actually are queer people in your area. And everything always happens for a reason. It's one of my things I always say. So um, by the grace of God or the universe or Allah or Ganesh, how whatever you believe in, if you don't believe in any religion at all, believe in yourself and believe in the heart and the passion that you have that you can see things through no matter what um, strifes and oppressions you may face on a daily basis. That just is for the moment. There are people out there that um, can and will help you any way that they can. And so just stay hopeful, um, stay passionate, and please be well. Yes, be well. And I would like to add to that, that if you are currently inside of a Amish or Mennonite or Hutterite, some type of in a closed community where you cannot safely come out, please know that everything changes. And it's just for a moment. 
but you can make it. I believe in you. You deserve to be treated like the whole being that you are, whether you are gay or not, whether you're trans or not. You deserve to be treated with basic human rights of acceptance and love and support. And you can find that. And I believe in you guys. You will find it someday. And on that note, I'd like to say happy pride, folks. Happy pride. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you.